What if I told you there was a way to save time and find deals to help you save money? Well, Instacart delivers. Right now, they are offering free delivery on your first order over $35. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Follow the link in the show notes and let Instacart know the XM Podcast sent you. It really helps support our show. Welcome to the XM Podcast. Here is your host, mental health therapist, Matthew Kanabi. I am very hard on myself, dealt with severe anxiety. And it made me feel like a monster. I didn't have energy to care. There was just nothing more but to face what I had been running from. I'm already an anxiety-filled mess. It's just love. Like, it just goes back to love. Well, I am so pumped about this episode today. I got to spend some time with two like-minded creatives, which was really enjoyable. It kind of threw me back to my touring days for a bit. Today's show, I sat with two extremely intelligent, artistic, God-loving, and God-fearing men who do some amazing things for the kingdom. I was introduced to them through their aunt and uncle, Dr. Crosby, and his wife, Pamela. Their brother, Stephen, and I had the pleasure to spend some time together discussing movie making, film editing, which honestly was way over my head. These brothers have their hands in making movies, making music, and social media, but their hearts are rooted in Jesus. I have the utmost respect for these guys, and their song about choosing to live is a plea for people to think about life in the face of suicide, which is profound. The song will be played after the interview and can be found on all platforms. It's called Choose to Live by We Are One. Please welcome to the show, Pastor Dave and Luke Christ. For sure. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, we really believe in the merge. We know it's been uh, really helpful for a lot of people. We, uh, from our church, sent people there. And uh, we kind of have an interesting, I guess, relationship with y'all, like even how we've become connected because uh, um, our uncle, you know, mm-hmm. and our aunt, Robert and Pam Crosby, are like obviously integral uh, parts of what y'all well, yeah, do there. Yeah, he's so. the president. So that's a, <laughs> it's a definitely big part. Yeah, so it's cool. It's kind of just cool the relationship we've been able to create, and then obviously now just with you and slowly the rest of the team. Um, but yeah, I so I'm I'm Dave, the voice you're hearing right now, and uh, um, this is my brother Luke. That's one thing you know about us. We're brothers. We have one more uh, brother yeah. that's kind of a part of this, this kind of project. We're talking about we choose to live and all that too. Steve uh, that isn't with us today, uh, but yeah, we're we're pastors on staff at Gateway Assembly, and we've been there. I've been there. Well, we've been there our whole life uh, yeah. because our dad's the pastor and how we're made to just go and be there 25 yeah. years ago, actually this month. Wow. Um, but then uh, I've been a pastor on staff there for uh, 13 years. Uh, God called me to full-time ministry when I was 12 years old. Wow. And so I've, yeah, I've been there 13 years and um, operate like with next gen, with youth, young adults, and you know, all of the other things that usually you end up doing on staff as a pastor. But mm-hmm. one of the things we love to do um, is music. And that's like something that Luke has a huge role in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've been there eight years and um, I operate as the creative pastor. And so I just handle anything from marketing to music production and worship service programming, stuff like that. That's great. And so you guys have such an interesting um, dynamic. So I, I've spent some time, I spent like a whole day with Steven. He was doing a lot of instruction with me with video cameras and stuff that was way beyond my head. Uh, he he probably <laughs> wasted a bunch of time on me because it, by the end of it, I was so overwhelmed. But you guys do a lot of different stuff. Talk to me a little bit about what you guys do. There's a lot of media stuff. That, there's all kinds of different things you guys uh, have your hands in. Yeah, so we have a 
we have a pretty good sized staff. We have six pastors on staff and, um, I don't know if this is typical or not. I, I think like the calling of being a pastor is pretty simple. It's to shepherd people. Mm-hmm. And so that that is, I'd say, biblically what makes us normal. I guess what makes us either unique or what we just love to do at the very least is pastor and reach people in just a lot of different capacities. And it kind of all started with our pastor he would always press the limits when he was when he was a youth pastor when he became a senior pastor uh, from burning the pews uh, old school like literally lit them on fire in an accident trying to do some sort of cool pyrotech <laughs> technique <laughs> nice. like show off at uh at like a drama to music to film like he loved all of it and so now we kind of see an overflow from that so our brother Steve that you're referring to that isn't here with us right now um, he's a film director on staff. And he also, he pastors young adults, but he loves film. He has four feature length films he's released on documentaries, like a lot of that stuff. So he operates in that capacity. Luke's our producer. So like literally, um, even the song we'll talk about today and the projects and stuff surrounding around that. Luke does all of that. Mm-hmm. And then we have other, like our other pastors on staff, like Tyler, who's also in our band. He's our guitar player. Um, he he creates all of our artwork and he does all of our merch and he does all of our like marketing and, you know, so Luke will oversee kind of like marketing for the church, but Tyler will like produce it for our band and all that. And then I don't know, man, I'm just kind of here. I don't really do much. I'm just, I'm just like, Hey guys, we love each other. We love Jesus. Cool. Let's yeah, get going. <laughs> that's good. So Dave, do you have your hands in a little bit of all of that? Or is there an area that you kind of gravitate towards? Yeah. I mean, my position would probably be more, I, I guess like I'm joking, but more like the glue, just kind of like keeping uh-huh. it, keeping it all together to some degree, but I'm the least talented of us all. And that is the truth. <laughs> it's, I mean, very, it's very humble it's not of you. Truth. It, right. <laughs> I mean, basically, if you think about it in this nature, um, Dave is a, a very administrative personality and we are all highly unorganized, creative personalities. And so Without him, we'd have all of these desires to do all these things and do absolutely nothing. So mm-hmm. that's good. Um, so talk to me before we get into the song and stuff, um, maybe some of the projects you guys have worked on maybe over the last year, some of the things that you guys have been doing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would actually say it this way. We have more projects ready to be released than what we've released because we're pastors, <laughs> because mm-hmm. um the balance between um, loving and pastoring people and preaching. We preach every week and we're doing all that And the balance. Sorry, my throat is like messed up. I was telling you right before we started recording, my son Zealand just turned four. So I was yelling all night at a bounce house last night with him, like a a trampoline park, trampoline park. That's what it was. And so like my voice is so tired, but, uh, but yeah, we have, we have probably more projects, uh, unreleased because we just so much of our effort goes into pastoring people. But what we've learned to do is something that m- I think is missed in so many churches today. And even talking about this conversation with mental health is people need purpose. People mm-hmm. need to feel like they're a part of something bigger than them than themselves. For so sure. whether that's like a song we write, we literally just wrote a new one unreleased that we did um, at the time of this recording, we just did two nights ago. We celebrated 25 years of our church mm-hmm. and our senior pastors there. And the place, it was just packed out house, the celebration. I mean, it, that song got rowdy. I mean, yeah. that was just some fun. So there's something about not only unlocking people's purpose in worship and just letting them shout and stuff under the Lord, but a lot of our stuff even beyond that, um, whether it's just 
you know, merch that we're dropping and allowing the people to be a part of like, I don't know as you say, besides modeling that and, uh, you know, showing that off to the church and uh, you just seeing people involved in that or the biggest thing would be probably like our movies. Like we, mm-hmm. with all the movies that we've released that Steve's done, it's been all in house. And, you know, mm-hmm. so we've worked with Pure Flix who released God's Not Dead and been able to see our movies uh, anywhere from on Netflix to Amazon Prime to Paramount to, I don't know, wherever you can get them anywhere. Awesome. Um, we were just joking last night, uh, yesterday, because we did this, uh, we call it Equip Conference, and we we have pastors come in, and it's like a coaching day, and we equip, just equip them with uh, tools and things like that. And one of them came up to us and was asking us about one of our movies, and we were being reminded of a story when we were all on vacation. I think it was in Mexico. Is that where we were? Whatever. This guy came up there at the pool and we, were, we found out he was a Christian. He was talking about movies. Like, yeah, I love this movie, Defiant. And he's talking to my brother, Steve, about this movie, Defiant. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you mean Defiance with uh, what's Daniel Craig? Is that his name? Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, you, mean, that, yeah. you mean Defiance with Daniel Craig? And he's like, no, 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 no. It's this Christian movie, Defiant. Uh-huh. And Steve's like, uh, yeah, that's I created that movie. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So it was crazy, you know, being in another country and hearing that because we're from a town of only 3,200 people. Yeah. And so I just even think that there's, I don't know, maybe pastors or anyone listening to this right now that uh, it was said of Jesus that nothing good comes out of Nazareth. You know, mm-hmm. so we, we decide not to say that about Emily City or say that about ourselves. Like, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter. You know, even this podcast, like recording this, it, there's so many avenues, look at through Zoom or whatever it is totally. to just get the gospel out in so many different ways um, through music, through, I don't know, you know, I'm trying to think about all the things that we do. We do a lot of crazy stuff, but it's probably not relevant to this podcast. We do some really <laughs> crazy stuff. No, it's good. I, I feel you, I feel you, Dave. Um, you know, I, I think I share with you guys, I, I toured for 15 years, started touring when I was 15 and um, played in some pretty big bands, played like Sonic Flood uh, back in the yeah. late '90s, early 2000s, and then went into the secular industry. But as I toured, um, I'm from Akron, Ohio, and so anytime I'd go somewhere, and they, you know, somebody asked, you know, where are you from? I'd say Akron, Ohio, and they, immediately they'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> like it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of of being from Akron, Ohio. Um, uh, Luke, uh, talk talk to me a little bit about. Let's talk about the band a little bit. Some of the stuff you guys do, I know that's that's kind of your your producing world and stuff like that. Talk to me about the where that started, maybe a little bit, and then where it's been going. Well, I mean, it started was it 2010? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like underground. Yeah, we were figuring out what we were doing. Dave, Dave, like came home from college, and while him and my my bro- other brother Stephen were at college, uh, me me and the guys we were just leading kids worship, like like the the old school like the good like mm-hmm. lord's army and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. holy ghost chicken yeah, oh, man. holy ghost <laughs> chicken yeah and we were we were um we were literally just leading kids worship because they left for college and there was no one to do it and so we were just kind of filling a need and we started finding this like natural synergy and chemistry with one another of just really enjoying to play music together like like we i mean we were all high school students like for example our drummer he had never played drums in his life, but he was a huge video gamer. And and we, I went over to his house one day and he pulled up a rock band mm-hmm. and he sat down at the rock band drums and he played the hardest song on a game on Expert and got 100% while <laughs> keeping eye contact with me. I was nice. like, he didn't look at the TV once. I was like, oh my gosh, we need to 
get this kid in front of a drum set. <laughs> right. And and he ended up going on and uh we all went to North Central University and and he he majored in drum performance at North Central and so wow. it's kind of all just been uh from the the origin of it all is we were kind of all all random uh people coming together just to fill a need and then Dave came home and he had had written this song uh, while at college called Lighthouse and we just gave it a go, like just, just tried something. We all just kind of came together and did what we could. And, and it was terrible <laughs> because <laughs> we were like 17 or whatever. And, sure. and we just weren't, weren't uh, any good at it. And uh, God honestly just blessed our willingness to just go ahead and try it. And so yeah. uh, it's just kind of been step by step ever since then. And um, just song after song or album after album. And, and we always, we always say, um, when we're writing music, it, it, we're doing this for the house. Like we're, yeah. mm-hmm. we are doing this for, for our church. And if other people hear it and are blessed by it, that's fantastic. But like our goal is, our goal is just never to, you know, get famous with it or anything. We're, we're, we're not like writing for a milestone We're we're literally just writing to touch people's hearts. I think too, the music industry is so competitive today. It's like, Yep. If you're not releasing an album every year right now, and like, let's say the worship or the Christian industry, like you're not releasing quick enough. You know, it's like, totally. if you're not having new music, nobody wants to hear you. And there's a pressure to that. But for us, we actually named our first album seven <laughs> because it took us seven years yeah. to get it out. Yeah. And it was like, it was like our seventh birthday at that point of being together as a band, a ministry. And uh, for me, where everything kind of just came alive was I was reading in John chapter 17, verse 11, and uh, Jesus is in the garden. He's praying, I, I will remain in the world no longer, but they're still in the world. Holy Father, I'm coming to you. Protect them mm-hmm. by the power of your name, the name you gave me. And then he says, um, I pray that they may be one as we are one. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, it just kind of like, it did something in me. I was, you know, I think I was 22 years old at the time. I'm 35 now. And uh, I was like, this is going to be the, this is it. We're going to name mm-hmm. our ministry this. We're going to name our band this. We have a conference now named this. We've launched We're One College since then. We, um, I don't, I don't even know. We have We're One Worldwide things. We do like just thousands and thousands of dollars to do missions and outreach all over the world. Like, and it kind of all just birthed from that scripture. And then, um, I, I wrote like a cheesy song, like one people, one heart, you know, like one <laughs> worship for our God, you know, like did it with yeah, the yeah. church, like in, in, in 2011. And from there, it's kind of like we're here now. And it's interesting too, because Luke's role at the time is he didn't really write a whole lot. He wasn't, there wasn't like, um, he was like helping us produce the music. He was always writing music since in in high school, rather than doing his homework like he should have, he'd go in his room, turn the lights <laughs> off and yeah. just make, make music, you know, sit there in the dark making music. But now he's probably one of our greatest songwriters, like this song, mm. Choose to Live, uh, he wrote the song top to bottom, like the heart of it, everything. I mean, I got a lot of heart into it in terms of like our ministry, but yeah. um, it was birthed with him. And, and our greatest hits, the truth, if you go where to go on Apple Music and Spotify, anywhere where our music is, and it's crazy now, like how he says, we write it for the house, that pressure to constantly release music, we don't live under that. Like when That's we're good. ready to release it, we release it because it's for our church. And you know, and 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 now it's when I mean, we're in 160 some countries. Our, mm-hmm. you know, our music has been heard all over the world. That's not like a phenomenon. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's called streaming. That's called mm-hmm. the internet. That's it. Yeah. You know, that's called being available. Uh, I remember before you're talking about the days when you were, you know, touring to walk into a Christian bookstore and pick up a CD. It was like, oh, yeah. it was like, um, it was amazing. You know, mm-hmm. yep. today it's so different. So we we choose not to live under that pressure. We do it for the church, the city, the people that God's called us to. And then from there, we know it's blessing and touching a lot of people, such as this song, you know, choose to live. But uh, Luke has been just such a driving force, especially in these days, not just the music and the instrumentation, the, the producing side, but like even the the writing, the lyrics, you know, just like the lyrics are, are all of our top songs, the honest truth that he's written. That's good. And, and yeah, God's just using them in a special way. And so I even think like this discussion today, you know, about this whole concept of choose to live. Um, it's something really important to us. You know, mm-hmm. we obviously write it from a real place. Uh, every one of our songs, you know, I, I can look back on every single one of them, uh, people struggling in pornography addictions, you know, mm-hmm. people struggling with um, loss and pain and uh, of family or whatever it is. Like um, we have this one song uh, called, this is your church. And it's just full of prophecies. One of which, um, Literally, my uncle, you know, Doctor Doctor Robert Crosby, like he came to our church one time years and years ago, and he mm. was preaching. In the midst of it, he said, "I see a vision right now of a ring of fire around this church, and it's not going to push people away. People are going to be drawn to it." And literally, there's a lyric in one of our songs that says, "This church is surrounded by fire." Mm. And then um, there's a another prophecy that a man of God, one of the deacons of our church, he's gone home to be with Jesus. Now he died of ALS a number of years ago. Mm. But he said, he said, uh, I see train loads of people that are going to come to know Jesus. And it's just a train that's coming and dropping people off at our church. And so in that song, it's, it's like, you know, I can hear the train loads coming. It's coming. Mm. It's coming. And like, I'll tell you, like when you sing, I almost can't, cr- I, I almost yeah. can't hold back the tears when I sing it because yeah. it's all about what God's doing, like in our house. And that's the same thing with even, you know, choose to live, you know? Well, I, I think what, what you're even describing, like just the principle of it, uh, it's so, it's so beautiful and freeing. If you, if you take that principle and apply it beyond music or you know, whatever we're talking about uh, creatively and uh, apply it to your family, apply it to your, your, your professional uh, lifestyle, like whatever it is, like what we're talking about is um, the ability to get rid of comparison and get mm-hmm. rid like we we are forced into a society of comparison of, yeah. and we're told if you're not doing it this way then you're not doing it correctly and um it's just a freedom that we found it, it it there's there is so much more blessing and power when when we made that decision of just we're doing this for the house and whatever happens with it happens but we're doing this for the house and and the the joy to sing these songs with this house is mm-hmm. it's unmatched yeah that's awesome. Luke, um, so the project's called We Are One, and what we're going to be kind of focusing on for our time is is this song that um, was brought to my attention, I think it was late last year, August, September, I think you guys released it, and um, it's the song's called Choose to Live, and it's just a powerful song, and, and before I get into my interpretation, share a little bit about um, the precipice of that song and and why that came to you and the timing of it and and what what, what is that uh, what are we trying to reach with with choose to live? Well, it was <clears throat> excuse me. We were uh, in the middle of the pandemic and, and um, I was hearing um, from my wife more and more uh, comments uh, con- of concern about 
her sister, my sister-in-law. And mm-hmm. um, at the time, I, I think she was about 17 or so. And, um, and she, would, she was going through such a difficult depression and anxiety through that, the, the pandemic and all of that. And um, I'm, I just remember she was getting to the point where um, she was going to her mom and, and, and telling her, like, I, I'm, I need help. I'm really, really struggling with thoughts of hurting myself. Like, I, I don't want to be here anymore. And, um, I didn't even tell her until, um, until we released the song that I, I wrote that song about you. And, um, I just remember like throughout that season, she wasn't even serving the Lord at the time. And, um, it was, it was just a, uh, a desperate cry for not, not help, but a declaration of making the decision I choose to live. Like I'm going to wake up every day and fight. I'm going to wake up every day and keep stepping one foot after the next. And, um, I just remember, uh, after we wrote that song, um, kind of, it's kind of silly, but, uh, we recorded a demo and, and it was very, I don't even know why I did it, but I started, I always kind of choose a particular instrument to get me going while I'm writing. And I chose an acoustic guitar and I just started looping this acoustic guitar, just kind of strumming this very like campfire kumbaya type of uh, strumming pattern. And, and I wrote the song and all the melodies based upon that, that feel. And, and I don't know why, but we finished the demo and, and it, it was like, it was, it was a good song, Yeah, but it's a good song for something else. Yeah. For this. And I, <laughs> right. I told my wife, I was like, this is a song about literally fighting for your life, but mm-hmm. it sounds like you're just enjoying the sunset breeze on the beach. Like mm-hmm. this does not reflect what this song is supposed to do. And, um, and so I just remember I, I scrapped the whole thing. And this time I, I grabbed, uh, a bunch of taiko drums. If you're not familiar with taiko drums, they're, they're like war drums that you would hear in a movie that was composed by, you know, Hans Zimmer. He's, he's very famous for using those. Totally. And so, um, I just started making this drum groove and I just, I kind of like got away from the idea of like who cares who's done what in worship music or in that realm or anything like this song needs to punch the devil in the face. And so, Mm. um, I started with those, those war drums and then started singing over it and the melodies got darker and more, uh, angsty and, and, and desperate. And, um, immediately I was like, man, like what if, because the lyrics say I choose to live, but what if all three of us sang this song at the same time mm-hmm. so that it has that representation of not only from a producing standpoint, I'm like, I know Dave, Dave can deliver a certain tone on this part and Steve can do it on this part. And, yeah. and it, it was almost like a song that not any one of us could deliver to the maximum quality on our own. And I felt That's like good. that was such a, a, a great metaphor of, of when you're in that situation, like you can't do all of it on your own. Like you have to have your brothers and sisters come around you and, and lift you up and carry you through. And so, uh, I just remember, man, we recorded it and, and it was, 
it, it was just such a cool experience yeah. to, we've, we've never done that before. It was so, such a cool experience to basically make this super voice. <laughs> yeah. It's super trippy listening to it because people will think like X person singing, but Y person singing, like you mm-hmm. can't tell who it is because of the way he just matched us all together. Mm-hmm. And so people will at times think it's Steve singing, but it's actually Luke. And at times, you know, they'll think that it's, I thought one part was me singing and it was Steve or I, you know, like I was, yeah, they're like, impressive when you don't even realize it's you. I, yeah. I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell who it was anymore. And yeah, he so was cool. texting me during mixer vision. He's like, yeah, I, 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 could you take a different take on this one lyric? I think I sang that a little weird. I was like, that was Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't even sing that. <laughs> That's good. I, like, oh, I got another take. You I, doing that. <laughs> I think with the song too, like it's, it's really interesting just while we're talking like stylistically on it, because I heard the first version and it, it, it just kind of had this like swing your arm kind of like, I choose to fight, you know, it's kind of like, it's not yeah, almost I, like a country. Yeah. A little song bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. yeah. A little bit. And so, um, I think like when we heard, he was like, guys, get ready for something completely different. And he sent the next one and immediately we're just like, yeah, this is it. And that we're was like, two years later. Yeah. We're like, I sent the first, because we actually, we, we had a completely mm-hmm. different plan to release a single that we are, I don't know when this will air, but it's a single that's about to release, which is like probably one of the, we feel one of the biggest songs we like that we've written. We just, it, every time we do it, it just has the biggest hit, the biggest impact. And so we were going to re- be releasing that song. Mm-hmm. Choose to live wasn't it on the doc docket. And then he started getting something in his spirit where he's like, I think we need to release this song right now. Mm-hmm. And we strategically released it, you know, this last September, 2022, we released it for the purpose of during like suicide awareness and prevention mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it really had a, a significant impact on our church. And I want to talk about that in a mm-hmm. second. But even as I yeah. just think about how the song structured to maybe help some people recognize um, what, try to define what they're walking through. Each chorus, if you listen to it, when we're singing, I choose to live, the, the amount of time that we hang, how long we're singing, it grows each time. So at first it's I choose to live, and so I choose to live, and so I choose to live, and it's like longer and longer and longer and longer. You're Interesting. And I think that there's something small and almost the the producing like that that most people might not even catch, but the why behind it's huge because that is the wrestling, the fighting for your life. Like how bad, how bad are you going to finally to say say like I'm not leaving this earth? Like God has a plan for yeah. me. I choose to live. like I'm going to scream. And so my lungs give way. Like I am going to stick around here because I have a purpose. And I think that in a lot of ways is, I think the easiest way to define not only this song, but I think you guys' mission, you know, everything is just like, finally, you got to like, you got to recognize that God has a purpose on your life. And and like, I even see with like, you know, like your sister-in-law, like she finally caught that. Like she finally caught God's purpose. It's so cool because uh, it, it was literally... I sent them that that demo in 2022 about the summer. It was like uh, about June, and uh, that August is our our youth and young adult summer camp. And it was uh, the theme for that year was fear and mm-hmm. and conquering anxiety and you know self self inflicted fear stuff like that as well. And um, I, uh, I I me and my wife bought her a ticket but didn't tell her. And we we sat her down. And we said, hey, just let you know you're you're going to summer camp. Like we already bought your ticket. Like you don't have a choice. You're going. Yeah. And, uh, and she, she actually gave her heart to the Lord 
she was healed of her anxiety at at collision and um and she she literally wakes up every, every single morning like choosing to live choosing to fight and and choosing to go after the things of god we're actually um at the time of this recording we're uh we're leaving for a missions trip to the los angeles dream center in about two weeks and she's on that team and wow. um two years ago she she almost took her life and it's just it's incredible to see the the actual fruition of you are meant to be here until jesus takes you home that's it it's only then it's beautiful so good when uh when we released this song in september um it was a really pivotal time in our church and i'm trying to figure out how to share some of these details because i gotta be careful maybe how I release some of this information, but I think it's important for somebody to hear. Yeah. I would really tell you two things people could take away just um, beyond just the story we just shared. Um, when we first did this song, we never know the impact of a song. We never know, like, we like it. Are people going to like it? You know, does it, does it resonate sure. with people like it does us? You know how that is. Yep. And so we're doing this song for the first time at our summer camp. And it's a banger. I mean, it's kind of like a bang your head up and down. You're, you're going to scream oh, yeah. at the top of your lungs, you know? So we're doing the song and I look out and everyone's kind of like going wild. And I look in the front though. And there's this young girl. She's just like bawling. And so like, I, th- I, I can't remember exactly if the song finished or what it was, but I walk over to her. I think it was, mm-hmm. I think in the middle of the set or whatever, like yeah. we, we didn't even keep singing. I walk over and I'm like, I just kind of like guys, kind of loop that just keep and I, i'm just ministering to her and every, i'm making everybody else wait and i'm kind of like what's going on does she and hate this song or is she yeah, <laughs> something like, else going on and so yeah i'm like i'm like you good she's just like you don't understand like singing this right now she goes i have been i have been struggling so much with just not wanting to live anymore not wanting to be here oh, wanting to man. take my life like like and I don't know if you, I want to make sure I get all the details right, but she, you know, if you, there's anything you want to add, but like, she's just like, I have just, I've struggled with the suicide, these suicidal thoughts and, and even tendencies, you know, so mm-hmm. much, um, you know, needing to see, has sought help in the past, all these things. And she goes, this has just been like a, a, a lifeline to some degree. Yeah, she, like, she, uh, gave that testimony on, on the stage and, and said, this song is for me. Yeah, she and I, I understand. Like people will say stuff like, "This song has saved my life," and we know it's we know it's Jesus. Yeah, we know it's the power it's of the it. Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not the song. We know it's what God is doing in the song. But they'll be so bold to say that, and so she right there wanted to get up in front of everyone. Yeah. She literally like like she went from that crying moment, came, stood up, and testified in front of everyone. I mean, the wow. I, I can't really even describe the room what was happening, and then she got up in front of our whole church and gave that testimony and it, it just wrecked people like just you're watching all of these people just weeping because mm. the reality of some people even listening right now you're in that space or there's loved ones maybe that will listen to this that know someone else that's in that space it's just like it's a very real thing that our world is facing and the problem is it's not it's not people that don't know jesus mm-hmm. it's everyone it's That's like it. yeah. there are pastors that are taking their lives and and and, mm-hmm. and being done with this world. You know, there are there are like high profile people, like like how many actors you can look at. Like okay. there are so many people, and I think there comes this point finally where 
You have to discover your purpose and, and hope is found in that. It's found in recognizing I'm here on purpose. God has something for me. And I even look at like the, the story Luke just shared, like with his sister-in-law, it's like she finally discovered like my purpose is to follow Jesus. My purpose is to be loved by Jesus. And in that, I'm going to go help others follow Jesus and love Jesus. I'm going to go on a mission trip. I'm going to help others figure this out. It's literally like we, we can hear someone say, this song is for me. And it's for you too. Jesus is yes. for me. He like, saved my life and he can do the same for you. The amount of people that have told us like this song is for me. Yeah. And like, if we obviously only wrote it for one person, then you couldn't have that many people tell us this song is for me. So the reality is the Holy Spirit begins to minister people uniquely. So that was in August of 2022. September, we released the song. And it was a big deal for our church because we had a, a staff member that was a part of our team for a long time. Mm -hmm. And they were uh, very, they are still very respected, very loved. They wouldn't have seen this coming from a mile away. But simultaneously, without getting into my story, we had a huge thing happen the previous year where that staff member stepped down and we announced to the church that I uh, had cancer at the same time. And so here I'm going through this journey of cancer this whole time. This mm -hmm. staff member is stepping down and it was just a lot for our church to bear. Sure. Flash forward now one year later. Uh, well, by the way, just to testify, I'm still here. Glory yeah. to God. Uh, God but, for that. So here it is a year later now. Um, we're finally making public why this staff member finally needed to step down, step away from their calling, step away from, um, you know, feeling the transition from God. But also there was a lot going on internally. And it was all wrapped around the release of this song. And our pastor did a whole Sunday morning interviewing um this staff member where they finally got real with the fact that they were in such deep dark depression that they were going to take their life that they yeah. like literally had everything in their hand in their possession ready to take their life mm -hmm. and it was it was shocking for our church i mean yeah. we knew about it because we were obviously walking the journey with that person but i mean it wrecked them because mm -hmm. they're thinking if this person is going to do that and I, I place them at such a high level, what is possible and capable that I could do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's this understanding that there are no levels when it comes to mental health, when it comes to when it when it comes to calling or Jesus or position or things like that. It doesn't matter whether your title is a pastor or whether you're, you know, in our you know, our line of work, let's say the church, you know, you're uh, on our facilities team or you're a designer or whatever. There are no levels when it comes to this. It's like we can all first lyric of the song, I find my devils in a crowded room. We can mm -hmm. all come to that place and that point, every single one of us. Yeah. And the the beauty of this is um, you know, you talk about what emerge does and you talk about this the beauty of meeting people where they are and walking through them. That's finally what this staff member did. And they are healthy. That's good, oh my man. word. Their family. I, I minister to their kids, mm -hmm. you know, like they're like one of their kids is called to youth ministry, going to like, we're one college, a part of our program, all that stuff. Like mm -hmm. their family's healthy. Their marriage is healthy. He yep. is healthy, but it's finally taking the steps to, to say, I choose to live. Mm -hmm. Like it's a decision. It's like, I, you have to finally make a decision that yeah. life is worth living that like, God still has a purpose for me. I can't be done. And like, just like each of those choruses, the yell has to get a little louder 
has uh-huh. to go a little longer and you just got to realize like there there is hope and there is a purpose for you um and we could just tell story after story after story mm-hmm. you know i think about the first sunday we did this song i didn't really know how much it was going to resonate because mm-hmm. i'm thinking these people used to sing in like you know a chris tomlin song or something no like <laughs> not really but like elevation worship whatever right? Yeah, yeah right and we're about to do something really different with this song this yeah. song is about to like hit you in the heart but i didn't know if people would like it the the response i mean it was like it wasn't like hands lifted like typical it was like fists like pumping in the air right it was people like literally screaming in the audience this lyric i choose to live and it made me realize that there's just a lot of people that aren't talking about what they're actually going through Mm -hmm. and not being real with how they actually feel Mm-hmm. And finally, it almost gave them an opportunity, even in worship, to just scream and let out what's, what they've actually left inside, you know, for all this time. And the the problem is when you find your devils in a crowded room, um, the thing that's told to you is you're the only one going through this and you're completely alone sure. and no one else will understand. And no one else, none of your other family, you know, we're fourth generation pa- pastors mm-hmm. raising fifth generation Christians. Mm-hmm. Think about the pressure of that, you know, like when you're great grandpa, then your papa, then your dad, now you, and then you're yep. raising like, there's like people live under pressures of society, pressures of generations, pressure. Like there's all these things that we place upon ourselves, but just like Luke said, in the same way that we've just decided, like, we're not going to live in comparison with what any other church, any other, you know, music group or anything is, is doing. Like, you know, even you, like the, the stuff that you've been able to do and tour and travel is way beyond even where we've been Mm. but hey that's what god asked you to do and that's what you got to do and we're just gonna be faithful with where we are who we're with when we finish this recording with you you know what we're gonna do we're gonna go hang out with our kids i'm gonna play hot wheels and Mm. uh, we're just gonna like be normal people and do real life because those are the moments that actually give you the greatest purpose it isn't being on a stage it isn't doing big songs it isn't arriving and, and our whole world is constantly trying to tell us you haven't arrived. You haven't arrived. You're not there. there. There's something bigger and better for you. And that's why marriages are failing and people are leaving their spouses because there must be a better marriage out there for me. And that's yep. why people are always dissatisfied with how much money they make and nobody wants to work. And that's why, you know, people are constantly thinking, I need to go on this next best vacation because where I live is Akron, Ohio and Illinois City, Michigan. You know, it's like, it, right. th- th- there's got to be something cooler. There's got to be something better. Yeah, and man. As much as the internet has really opened up our world to a lot of great things. Yeah. You know, it also is always trying to make us feel like there is grass greener on the other side, but it's either yeah. something you're going to have to mow or poison ivy. You'll find yeah. out if you get close enough to it. Well, D- Dave, I feel like you answered all the problems in the world right now. So th- thank you for, for <laughs> <laughs> you just, just kind of nailed all of it right there. Um, so we're going to play the song here in, in a moment and I want people to hear it and they can go to all the platforms. The song is uh, living in out there. But Luke, um, what, what are some of your thoughts as, as we kind of wrap? Um, what would you like people to walk away from hearing this song uh, from this podcast? What were some of your thoughts on um, what you would like to leave with our, our listeners? Uh, when we're when we're writing music and like as worship leaders, sometimes it's our job to give voice and give give the words to um, to people that are maybe going through those things and they just don't have the words for it. And, and I remember, uh, the moment that I told my sister-in-law that I wrote this song about her, she said, I knew it. I just, I felt Mm -hmm. like 
it was everything I was feeling and I didn't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember um, I was watching a movie and it was like this war movie and they gave out this war cry. And it just, like, I, I started tearing up when I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I just felt, I just felt like, wow, like there is something so powerful about the primitive of, of just this primal scream. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, man, maybe that's just what people need to do. They mm. need to just like let out everything that's bottled up inside of them. And that's yeah. what Dave's talking about with the, with the way the lyric extends. And so I think when people listen to this song, you're going to feel a turning point at the bridge when you can come to the realization that six feet can't hold you down anymore. Mm. And so when you burst into that final chorus, like you just, you feel different. And if you could uh, just take away from the song, that six feet can't hold you down and you got to make the choice to come up, take new ground, be, be with your family, be, be the best you can be at work, be the best person you can be like, just do your best. And that's all that you can be. Yeah. It's not about comparing. Perfection is not, is not what God is looking for. Like, you know, our brother always says, you know, it's, 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 it's about progression, not perfection. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, um, yeah, just lean into that that truth, and and hopefully people can find freedom in this song, just how we did. So good. Yeah, I, I've said for years and years and years, it's it's about the pr- pursuit of excellence, not perfection. Everything mm-hmm. I I do, I want to do in His excellence. Um, I'm I'm so encouraged by by you guys. You know, I got to spend uh, quite a bit of time with Stephen, and um, can't wait to be able to do that with you guys as well. Um, one of my things that I think is so important for our church, um, for our culture is to embrace arts. And um, when when we look at Genesis and, and God breathed life, it took his imagination and his word to put all of this into motion. And God's word is in every living, existing thing. And people can tap into that creativity. And one of the things our church has been doing over the last couple of years is really promoting, you know, different aspects of art, whether that's film, um, you know, actual doing art and, and paintings. And and we, we've been doing similar things to you guys, like um, our worship leader and myself have been writing songs for our congregation and if they get out great but it's that's not the intent the the intent isn't to have a song that blows up on you know social media or blows up wherever on tiktok it's about we have a congregation that we are living with we are doing life with we're you know Mm -hmm. in the trenches with and like songs come out like we wrote a song out of the pandemic called god won the war because there was so much anxiety about what's going to happen it's like let's all take a breath let's take a moment and relax because we know the end of the story you know and when everything was so uncertain so i'm inspired to see one other churches doing things like that and then just hearing from you guys and you know i i get to um you know through pamela and dr crosby i you know get to hear a little bit about the other things that you guys are involved in i'm just so encouraged so i I just wanted to take a minute and be like dude if if somebody hasn't said good job good and faithful servant to you today (laughs) uh somebody just did and so i I just want to thank you for a couple things one for 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 what you're doing you know i think that uh, God uses his people to help his people, and God is utilizing you to help people who are looking for that word and looking for that meaning, and and you guys are doing it on so many different levels. I, I, I love the world that we live in. Like When I was touring and stuff, 
we had no ideas of making movies or, you know, doing other projects. It's like you do a record, you go tour on it and that's what you are. You, today's world, it's like you can do all of these different aspects and you guys are touching in all these different places and you're reaching different corners of the world. So thank you for that. And secondarily, thanks for spending some time with me uh, today and, and being on the podcast and taking some time out this morning and sharing your story. I just really appreciate both of you. Um, anything you guys would like to share with the audience before we go? Yeah, if there's anybody listening that if we could be any help to you minister in any way, you can really easily find us at WAO Band pretty much anywhere. You can find our stuff on YouTube, on social. If you go to weareoneband.com, you can find it there as well. You'll see all the connections to our church and our other ministries and everything that will spiral off from there. But uh, we really care about the people that hear our music and we care about anyone that would hear this today. We really do. We are not, um, there's nothing wrong with being an artist or a musician or anything, but the arts are an overflow from something inside of us, our calling is we're pastors and you know, we just we love people we want to see people one for jesus we want to see people live out their purpose and if we can be any help we just want you to hear from us like truly like we mm. we want to reach out to us we want to be there for you that's good guys thank you so much luke anything from you my friend i, I just echo everything dave said like if there's anything at all you can uh dm us email us like yep. all those different uh, avenues that he just listed we we just want to be there for you it's good well the song's called choose to live it's uh on all platforms we're going to play it right now the projects we are one guys thank you so much for your time appreciate you god bless you thanks man. thank you i found my devils in a crowd Chasing desires never go just the fool I was a living lie Didn't know death from life I'm buried in the fire since you opened my tomb I choose to live
choose to live. It's a powerful song. It's a powerful sentiment. Thank you, Luke and Dave, for sharing your vision, your song, and your hearts on our podcast. I appreciate your passion and longing to reach people and let them know that they matter. You matter. You are cared for. You matter because you are specifically designed by our Creator who cares for you and has a plan for you. I care for you. You know, not long ago, I received a letter from a woman who said, listening to this podcast helped her through suicidal thoughts and helped her decide it was time to get a counselor and share her pain with someone. If you are hurting and have suicidal thoughts or even a plan, I am asking you, I'm begging you, talk to someone. Call 988 if you need someone right now. Thank you for listening. Please support these guys too. The project is We Are One. You can find them everywhere. Well, thank you for listening. Until next time, or when our Savior comes, God bless.